When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show. Brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. To Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you on Alivations Friday as well as, that's right, well, opening day for that ass. A little opening day. Yay, opening day. Uh, Florida State Baseball tonight, 6 o'clock. Uh, Dick Hauser Stadium, Mike Martin Field. His son, the head coach at Florida State University, is set to join us this hour. And for all of it, well, virtually all of it, this little shortened segment aside and a little wrap up towards the end as I give you a little something to spread some pizza money on before we sign off for the day at the end of the hour. But uh, the, the bulk of this hour will be my conversation. And it was just that a conversation with Mike Martin Jr. And it occurs to me that I've been having that conversation uh, for 20 years uh, on the air here during the Jeff Cameron show. And I thank him in advance. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, it's really one of the more honest dialogues that we have, uh, with any coach, uh, because he's willing to talk at length about all of it. Uh, the warts, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between the disappointments, the, the thrill of victory, all of it. And he'll also, and this is one of the things that I always like to, because, you always need a refresher course, don't you? You need a little something to remind you who's what and who's back. And it gets tough. And when you're not in baseball season, you forget. I mean, you remember Parker Messick. We all know what a great pitcher he's been, a dominant pitcher he's been. And we know he sits atop the rotation. But sometimes you forget about everybody else that aren't superstar players or aren't All-Americans or All-Conference. And so Mike is going to join us here in a minute. And when he does, uh, we'll go through position by position. We'll break down the roster. We'll talk about a little bit of uh, baseball philosophy. 
We'll look back at last year. We'll look ahead to this year, the guys that he loves and, and the excitement he has for this pitching staff. Uh, I think Mike will readily admit to you that they've got MLB arms. They do. They have Major League Baseball arms on this uh, staff, both in the rotation and out of the pen. And you're going to want to go see them play uh, this evening. You're going to want to go out there and watch this team play, I think, quite a bit. Primarily because, and he'll talk about it here in a minute, they've revamped the roster. Uh, A lot less swing and miss in this roster. That's always good to hear. Uh, and yet they have a lot of power arms that miss bats. And so that's a good thing when you're the one doing the pitching. So this is my hour-long conversation or so, thereabouts, uh, with Mike Martin, Jr., head coach, Florida State Baseball. We have it every year. This year, no different on opening day. Uh, We'll do that here in just a second. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Sticks. Legacy continues. JY, Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Sticks. With one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at tuckerciviccenter.com. Don't miss Sticks live. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is one of my favorite times of the year where we get to have a conversation with a friend of mine and also uh, a, a great coach and, and, and a guy who I think is probably, I mean, we're going to find out here in a second, pretty excited about the season to start. Um, Mike Martin, junior head coach, Florida State University Baseball. Meet, uh, first of all, good to have you, brother, as always. Thanks for joining us. Um, Absolutely. And then secondly, I, I, I want to get right into the fact that you have an abundance of riches uh, on the pitching mound. And, you know, obviously it's about missing bats and you got a lot of guys that can do that. So just give me give, give me a bit of an overview here. Uh, we What we do for people that are new to the show, we always have a long form discussion before the start of the season where you kind of go position by position and let people who aren't familiar with the baseball program kind of get a feel for who your guys are, what your expectations are. Uh, and, and, and what you think uh, your areas of weakness and, and strength are, obviously. And, and I think anybody asking you this question would start with the, with the pitching. You've, you've got a lot of talent, uh, whether it's Parker Messick and everybody else from that matter but on down. Talk, talk about this pitching staff. It's, uh, it's elite, and um, we're very excited that we have the depth on the mound that we do. Um, they're, they're cut from a different cloth, too. Sometimes, you know, they believe the hype. And, and those are the ones that won't perform and uh, continue to strive to get better. Uh, they feed, again, off of each other. Um, and, it's, and it's a special group. You know, Parker Messick is, is a good leader and, and a pitcher, as you'll find in college baseball. Bryce Hubbard, you know, the same sort, cut from the same cloth. And, um, you know, Ross Dunn is going to go third. Uh, he's been much improved. He's always had the big equipment. Uh, strike percentage wasn't there. Misses were too big. Uh, he didn't field his position as well last year, but everything these days, it's uh, he's been really dominant. And 
So we're excited to have him in the third spot. Carson Montgomery in the fourth spot. Um, you know, same sort of thing. Those guys are interchangeable. Uh, everybody's interchangeable. You know, uh, Jonas Scalero close. He's got a change up now, by the way. Hub and Messick also uh, added a slider to their arsenal. So um, that's one of those things you and I talk about. You know, the umpires, they, if it goes out of the zone to come into the zone, uh, you don't get the calls. Those sliders are a little bit smaller, stays in the zone the whole time, get more calls to flip, you know, flip some counts. Um, Jonas Galero is a different guy because he's developed a changeup. Um, we sent him out the summer and said, you need it. You need, yes, you've got the breaking balls and the fastball and all that, but you got to have a changeup. Well, he came back with as good a changeup as we've got on our staff. So, um, you know, we're going to mix and match. We're going to use a ton of guys on the mound. Um, there's, you know, so many to talk about, but, you know, it's going to make for a longer game. I'm going to get my old ass out to the mound as fast as I can, but we've got to keep them fresh and keep them sharp. When you have, as I described, and as you just described, an abundance of riches on the mound, I wonder what your philosophy is, Meet. Um, do, you, do, you, do you tell guys, throw as hard as you can for five innings and don't worry about it don't because, yeah, because we're no, going to go to the pen? Or what do you, what do, you do? There is no pacing. Um, you know, I think the big leagues have shown that you don't pace and, and just kind of, you know, work your way. No, give us what you got. If you're tired, we'll come and get you. And that's after five innings, Parker Messick, fine. But we're not in a situation because we don't have to have it that way, where you have to pace because you don't have, you know, the horses down there. And so it's a it's it's a comforting feeling. Guys will know their roles. The key is them accepting their roles. You know, I, I want to have it lined up to where, you know, this happens in the sixth inning, you know, and they're left, left. Here comes uh, Andrew Armstrong or, um, you know, and it may be in the seventh inning, a leverage situation where we think the game's on the line right here. We'll go get Jonah and try to get, you know, out of that inning and get us to the ninth and then use somebody else. So it's not when we say close, it's not necessarily that way. If it's happening in the seventh or eighth, we'll go get, you know, who we feel is best for that matchup. Game has come a long way, man. I mean, to have this conversation, this isn't something you would have had 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, I've thought for years, and I wonder, for all the years you were a player and an assistant coach, I wondered if you ever thought to yourself, we're doing this all wrong. The highest leverage situations could be in the fifth, could be in the sixth, could be in the seventh. Two-run ball game, first and second. You know, we got, we got to get this guy out. We got to make a play. This is it. This is the game here. Um, do you like it? Do you like where the game's at in that regard? I do, because um, I'm – you know, kind of an analytical type that, um, you know, I've always wanted to feel like I had an edge. Um, and so, you know, the shifting, we're going to do a lot more of it this year. So, you know, get ready for that a lot more of it while it's still legal. I think they're going to take it away, but do you, they're going to take it away. Yeah, I think so. Just MLB, you know, MLB or college or both. It takes a while for it to get down to us, but it's ML, you know, it'll take a couple of years after the MLB does it. Um, but I, I think that's going to happen. I think, do you, do you, do you want it to happen? I'm sorry? Do you want it to happen? Um, yeah, I, I do. You know, um, I also want to counteract it. You know, we've really pounded our guys. We want to be the only team in which nobody gets shifted. All of our, our whole lineup. I don't want anybody to get, you know, to have a shift against them. And they they bought in. It took a while. It took some hooting and hollering and screaming, and but – 
we've really been a lot better offensively this year or this spring than in years past. The strikeouts are down, hard contacts up, opposite field, you know, all that goes hand in hand with what we're trying to accomplish. I want to go through the position players and I'll do it in a second. Why, why don't they do that in major league baseball, Mike? I mean, I, I, because they pay for the home run. That's and it. That's it. <laughs> that's the thing. And so that's all our guys see growing up. So they think that, well, that's the only way I'm going to get paid. Well, they're starting to pay for the, you know, the guys that can defend and play multiple positions and have a high on base percentage. And it's starting to turn. They're realizing, Hey man, this is the way you win. And um, so thank goodness that's happening. And they also, when they see a home run, you know, as a 14, 15 year old, they just, it's just a home run. But if they notice where those guys are hitting them, it's up the middle of the way, you know, but it just, they just think home runs. So they want to hit everything out in front and because that's where most of the power is until they learn to do it correctly. So when you're fighting that, you know, at this age, pretty, pretty big. One of the things I always like about the fact that we get to have this conversation. And again, I appreciate you doing it is that people get to know you a little bit and, and they, and they can kind of figure out the way you think and why you're doing what you're doing. Do you watch a lot of pro baseball? I've watched the Rays, um, you know, and the Braves. I was a Braves TBS back in the day. That was the only sure. one we would get. But, um, you know, I don't stay up late and watch, you know, West Coast stuff and things like that. But, um, you know, any chance that I get, yeah, it's a lot of times it's just background noise. But, you know, when it's somebody that I recruited or, you know, somebody that played for us, then I'll kind of tune in. But, um, yeah, I do like to, you know, talk with Eduardo Perez and, guys that are, you know, into this stuff, Kevin Cash, you know, just to pick their brains about certain situations. And this happens late in the game. You got a one run lead. What are you doing? You bring an infield in or not, you know, and we've got a lot of analytics, every, everything that we have, you know, we're fortunate to have, I'm not going to tell you where I got it from, but it's already predetermined, you know, it's by the inning, the, the, the run differential, whether you're up, you're down, it's, you know, infield in, whether to bunt, you know, stuff like that. It's all – you're playing the odds. So this is this is fascinating, and I love it. So would you, did you agree with Kevin with the Blake Snell situation? I mean, that that's, that's a classic, Mike. We all have bosses. I'll just leave it at that. So Okay. Okay, you but you don't. But you don't. Right. So you, you're your own boss in this situation, obviously the university, but you, you know what I'm saying – do you, would you override the numbers? Yes. Yes. 100%. Because again, when he's given up those runs in that certain part of the game and that sixth, seventh, you know, when he's, that was back when he was 92, 93 during that period, that day he's 96, 98. And you know, everything's working. There's no way I'm going to get him there. Yeah. I always wonder about that because the guys that are, and I'm pro metrics and analytics and percentages. I'm, I'm with you on this. The game was, asinine for years but i always wonder like when do you decide okay because those guys are beholden to that all the time and i get what you're saying he's got bosses but like the guys who who have carte blanche to do what they want once they decide it's a little bit like deciding whether or not you're going to hit on 16 you know like either you are or you aren't you you can't decide once you get going you gotta you gotta play you know you gotta you gotta have a a game plan i've always wondered when it is that you decide okay well this is different today this is different uh, and you, you and so gotta, obviously go you ahead take all the numbers but you also got you know has some gut in there and you know mannerisms and you know velocity and sharpness of the breaking ball and strikes how many 
you know, there's a lot that goes into it. If he starts spraying it around and it may be 96, 98, but it's okay. He's got to come out because again, the numbers show it, but you know, people always ask, why do I, you know, in certain situations, my barking, at, not barking, but yelling at Mike, because he's got it right there, you know, and he'll shake his head. Yes. You know, yes. We need an infield in or no, we don't. Or So it's all, there's a lot of different things that uh, we're predetermined. While we're on the subject of managing and, 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 and coaching in general, I want to circle back. I mean, you're firmly entrenched now as the guy and no doubt you've done some things very well and you've made mistakes that you would admit to. So I'm curious, what have you learned and what have you done right? And what have you done wrong? Is a basic question. What, 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 what is something that you think, Oh, I've learned from this. I, this is, this is going to be better. And what's something that you're like, you know what? I knew this was going to work out. This is the way I've always thought it should be done. And it's working out. I started out and I, I like clean innings, meaning let the guy go out and start the inning. Um, you know, if he gets into a mess, you know, and things aren't where you want it, then, you know, go get him. Um, but last year we kind of got away from that. And, um, and I felt like, you know, again, in order to keep guys, you know, sharp and fresh, you know, just go that one inning instead of saying that, look, we can get two more outs out of him. And then, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then you don't even need them on Saturday and Sunday, instead of just going, you know, airing it all out right there. And I'm not going to, you know, make that mistake again. What we've done good. Um, well, we're eight and two against our rivals. So I guess that's a good thing. If you didn't uh, say that, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> you, know, let's see, uh, you know, when I got the job and we started the season, I think we've done a good job, you know, dealing with COVID. And it's real, you know, as far as changing people and young, you know, minds and the anxiety and the stress and the, you know, we've really tried to tackle that head on and get guys help because um, we've had some situations where guys were just not right. You know, they were getting – you know, they used to be introverts. Now they're extroverts and vice versa. And, um, you know, they'd come to you with, you know, problems at home. And then you throw in the, uh, you know, struggle in the classroom and, and things along those lines. You know, it hasn't been smooth sailing, you know, since March of 2020. It's been it's been a little rough. You know, it's interesting to to know you as long as I have. And I think people who even just come across you in general would certainly, I think, probably classify you as pretty old school. And yet that is a very progressive forward way of thinking. Is that, is, is that the norm in college baseball anymore? Like in the past, rub some dirt on it. You know, don't, don't be soft, like whatever. That was kind of the mindset. In some ways that's good. I mean, obviously you got to be tough to be a competitor and you got to, you know, you got to have a bit of a red ass in you, but, but at the same time, like, accepting the fact that these kids have a lot on their plate that we didn't have, Mike, like we, you know, I mean, social media is crazy. It's just crazy. And then you throw in a pandemic, you know, I I think it's probably not only enlightening, but something that people enlightening, but also something that people would uh, be happy to hear you say that you do take into account the psychology of of a player and the emotions and all of it. And, and that, in that you put things in place to help them and equip them to deal with it. And then you throw in playing time and relationship, you know, girlfriend problems and marital problems. And, you know, there's there's a lot, you know, that and we've we've spent a lot of money. Thank goodness our you know, bullpen club, you know, t- we have the money so we can go and get it and, and get people help. Um, you know, and that goes for anybody in the organization. You know, it's not just the players. There's a you know, everybody has an awful lot to deal with. And, um, you know, but we've got to be able to get them out there 
the ones that are the best in the world go out there with a clear mind. They're going out, you know, they're right mentally, socially, physically, um, you know, everything's in line. They can go out there and play with a, an open, free mind. And um, so it's it's been a challenge, but we feel like we, you know, we're on the right track and, and you know, putting an arm around them and giving them a, a mental health day. You know, take a day, bud. You know, this is, you know, you're, you're hearing it from me. You're hearing it from, you know, another coach. Or, you know, we're trying to make you better, but we can tell it's, it's, it's adding up. And, you know, take a weekend. Just get away from it for a little bit. You know, that's, it's important. Is that the biggest change uh, from when you played to where we are now? What's, what, what's the biggest change in the game from when you were a player to now as a head coach? The, that, you know, the mental side, how you have to be, you know, maybe I can't, you know, treat them all the same. That, that was the thing back in the day. Treat them all the same. Treat them all the same. Just, you know, if you're going to be Bobby Knight, be Bobby Knight. You know, it's all of them. And the, they, and the problem was I knew how some of them would respond because I'd had them two and three years, you know, before the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, now I'm realizing, wait a minute, you know, that doesn't work. And then there's some that you got to be back the other way, you know, that they were, you know, ones that you really had to put your arm around and, and take time to talk and stuff like that. Now they're the direct opposite. They're responding to, you know, you know, me climbing them a little bit. So uh, it's, you know, I don't even know exactly how to put a finger on, on it. It's just, just ups and downs and the highs are, too high and the lows too low. And, and, you know, back in the day, it wasn't that, you know, because they're going to get more followers. They're going to get more, you mm. know, whatever. And so that's the the one thing that, gosh, I wish it would go away because they've, they've got enough. And you're right that that whole social media thing is out of control. We sound like old men, the two of us talking about it, but I hate it. I mean, I know it's necessary in my job. It's it's a little less necessary in your job specific to you, but you know your players are going to be involved in it. I remember asking Jimbo Fisher years ago about this. What's your what's your take on that? What do you tell your players about what they can and can't do from that standpoint, from a social media standpoint? You'll never get a player to come to your school if you regulate. Now, educate, yes, and we do. You know, we take the time to say, look, this is, um, you know, what – your life is going to be like if you allow this to affect and you're constantly staring at your phone. Now, when we're together, we will have times in which no phones, you know, know about your teammates, you know, where their background, where they struggle, you know, we'll, we'll, for short periods of time, we'll do that. But, you know, during the season and the off season, we try to educate them to where they won't, um, you know, believe the hype. And that's like I tell them, look, what you're seeing on social media, what you're hearing on the radio, either they're telling you how great you are, which doesn't help you, or they're telling you how you know crappy you are, and that doesn't help you either. So there's no in the middle, and you're not there to get information. You're there to you know post something or you know which can be a nightmare, or you know read something that's posted about you that you know can affect you. So what's the point of it? And you know nobody cares what you're eating for dinner. You know I don't. <laughs> Anyway, I, I agree. <laughs> hey, I, don't, hey. I don't have any of it. And, you know, I love it. We use I love it. it. And you have to, you know, hey, by I, the way, you were, you were right on this before everybody else. Like I used to kind of make fun of you and, and, and like 
you and I would talk about it. You hated all of it right from the beginning. And I think it's because partly your kids, I mean, obviously we, we see your son on the team and, and, and all of that, but your boys, like you had to watch this as it happened. I'm going through it now. I'm going through it now with my boys, 14 and 12. And I hate it for them because I realized that it's more negative than positive, but I also know what you're saying, which is that you can't, I mean, we lost that battle, man. You, you can't fight that battle. They're all on it. They're all going to read it no matter what, but you're right. Educating them, informing them, trying to provide some balance, right? Yeah, you have to, you know, I was in church a while back and this was probably eight, 10 months ago. And the preacher said that the studies are showing that from the age of whatever it is, 13 to 22, they have the same amount of, you know, when they do the studies on the brains, you know, we'll call it clutter, um, that they used to put 80% of those kids in psych wards. You know, that's just the, wow. that's just the reality of it, you know? And I, I truly believe with all the stress and all, you know, with my responsibilities and stuff like that, if I did have social media, I think I'd be, you know, in a <laughs> house. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's just too much and it's too much for these, these guys. And uh, we're going to keep f- fighting the good fight, you know, and, and cause again, we got, these guys are going out in the society here shortly you know, and it's important that we take a step back. And yeah, we got to win games. We got to graduate players, but we got to make sure these guys are right heading out in the world. It's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 fsu baseball tomorrow 6 p.m james madison comes to town the season starts uh, first pitch again tomorrow make sure you get your tickets and go out to the ballpark you've put in the work Mike, the kids have put in the work. Your coaches have put in the work. It's time to get it on. What are you most excited about with this team? I, I think you would, you would admit to, I, I think that last, last year was a bit of a disappointment and, and frustrating in some aspects. There were a lot of good things, but there were some frustrating aspects about that team, mainly a whole lot of swing and miss. Um, you referenced it earlier in the show, in this interview, that uh, you've kind of flipped this roster and, and, and you feel really good about it. Let's, let's start to do the overview here. Talk to me about this roster position by position. A lot of new faces. Um, you know, pitching-wise, there's, there, there's some new faces that will be doing some heavy lifting, but the bulk of it is, you know, the returning guys. Behind the plate, Colton Vincent has uh, really improved. I swear to goodness he's throwing out over 80% of runners. Um, you know, we're trying to run more because we have the horses to do it. Um, he's been – 
dynamic behind the plate. Will hit down at the bottom of the order, um, can bunt, get a bunt down if needed. He can handle the bat, so we can hit and run with him. Uh, we won't hit and run with him on the bases because there's he's got he runs about like I did, and <laughs> that's not a good thing. Uh, Brock Mathis is the kid we brought in from Oklahoma State. It's another catcher, big time power. Um, we're still working defensively. He's gotten in some habits, uh, older guy, but it's refreshing again the depth that we have on both sides of the ball. Alex Terrell, transfer from Miami. Um, he's going to be hitting two because we're out. Jordan Carrion and T-Mart are out this weekend. So um, we're going to just slide everybody up because JC can hit one. You know, T-Mart can hit one. So I don't want you – know, I'm just going to slide everybody up this weekend. So Logan Lacey will be playing center field and leading off. Terrell's going to hit second, uh, playing first base. He's been a great addition, great baseball mind. Um, I, don't, I don't know why his numbers went down, but – he says he's. it's a totally different environment. Things are more relaxed. He's in the right frame of mind. And he is, golly, Jeff, he's probably hit eight or nine home runs in the mm. fall and spring. And that's in, you know, less than 100. Shoot, that's not even 100. It's probably 85 at-bats. And um, at second base, you know, it's going to be a situation where, again, where we're at right now, because T-Mart can play in the middle – JC can play in the middle, you know, and they can all play third base. So it, with all the shifting and stuff, we, we've done a pretty good job. Men, you're infielders. You're not, you know, Taylor Walls played one night at, at shortstop, the next night at third base, the next night at second base. So this is the this is the way it is. So get ready for it. You're a second baseman, shortstop, third baseman combined. So, but um, opening day, Jackson Green will be playing second base. Um, Brett Roberts can go there. T-Mark can go there. Trayton Rank can go there. So, again, this, this is isn't set. Um, playing short will be Trayton Rank, uh, freshman from Atlanta, uh, kind of a throwback guy. Um, he's probably 205 pounds, about 6'2", but he can move. He'll stick his nose in there, really a, a throwback guy. We're excited about Brett Roberts, transfer, um, right-handed hitter. Um, he's got some thump in there. He'll be hitting uh, behind Terrell. Um, so we'll be, you know – I'm trying to keep it as best we can so the guys, you know, the right-left thing. But, again, that's not necessarily when we're at full speed, you know, with our lineup, exactly what we're going to do. But he's got some some juice. Uh, we'll platoon a lot in the outfield. James Tibbs and A.J. Shaver will start out platooning. Tibbs, the left-handed hitter. A.J.'s right-handed hitter. Both of them, along with Rank, along with B-Rob. It's the power and speed combo. Um, there's not going to be, you know, Torral doesn't run and Vincent doesn't run and Mathis doesn't run. But everywhere else, you know, Greeny's not a great runner, but he's, he knows what he's doing on the base pass. But everybody else, it's a, a power and speed combination, which we like to have. Logan Lacey be playing center field, um, really can really go get it. You know, it was funny. We were standing back there the other day, and Logan went up, jumped higher than anybody thought he could jump, made a great catch, and um, we're standing there, and then the ball goes back the other way. He's like a retriever. He's just nonstop running. And he goes over and makes an unbelievable catch in the gap. And I'm like – you know, thinking to myself, and all of a sudden, Terrell is like, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy, and I've been around, and that is the best center fielder I've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm starting <laughs> to think it literally. He's like, I've seen great ones, and, you know, they've had some had some dudes in Miami, and they've had, you know, this, this is his fifth year in the league, but Logan can really go get it. We'll platoon out and right with Reese Albert and uh, Isaiah Perry in right field. Um, both of them, again, if, if Reese is back to – he calls it Reese freshman, sophomore – because he's really been swinging the bat, and he can play the heck out of right field. So he knows that our screen and our 
ballpark better than anybody else. And IP wears out left-handed pitching. So him and AJ are those are the two. And you know, recent Tibbs both wear out right-hand pitching. So we like our situation there. The DH will be Jaime Ferrero, true freshman. Another guy that you look at him. He's a uh, we got him in the outfield. He can also catch. He comes to us by uh, catcher by trade, but he can really put together an at bat. And he's also for a big guy. He's about two fifteen. He can really run as well. So I'm excited. I like the group. It's good to have a player like Reese Albert, who's been you know what's he forty six years old. Um, you know, 44. yeah, he, he kind of knows the ins and outs of FSU baseball in his twenty years here. Uh, and in addition, uh, by the way, so you bring in a Gator and a Kane. Uh, tell me that you're not as reasonable with them as you are with the other players that you've described uh, providing psychological help for. Like, just, just please ride them and let them know that whatever bastardization process that went on that caused them to make the selections they originally did is forgiven now, but it's not forgotten. Everybody makes a mistake. You know, we got to believe in second chances. You know, it's funny when I told 11, I said, Hey, uh, this is what we're going to do. And he's like, excuse me. I said, they're going to help. And they're good guys. Just we're they're going to be here tomorrow. You know, just come out if you want to meet them. So he didn't come out that day, but once, you know, he came out, started fall ball and spent some time with them. He was like, you're right. They really are good guys. And, um, as long as they can, you know, help us and everybody makes a mistake. So it, it has, you, know, you talk to the guys that have been in the program, the Reese Albers, Jonah, Kyle McMullen. Um, they're like, this is the best clubhouse in their, their whole career, you know, and I, you're always worried about that because you're bringing in a special rival, you know, players and, you know, look, you know, this is the, we got to do this. And they, they bought in and, and they're, they're good human beings that look, I just want to win. You know, I'm not going to, you know, all I want to do is win and get a chance to get in professional baseball. And it's, they've really gelled well, and I'm really excited about that. That's an interesting subject, Mike. I, I don't think – I can't think of another sport where it's as important as it is in baseball to have a, a good clubhouse. Like, not everybody has to like each other either. That's not what it means, right? I mean, you've been in a million clubhouses. You've, you know, you, you played professional baseball. You, you know, obviously you've been here forever. You, I mean – in your mind, what is that and how do you cultivate it? What is a good clubhouse? You know, I think I would not be in coaching and I would just go around if I knew exactly what it was because everybody wants that, you know, and there's not, I don't know exactly what. I think guys that, you know, are right mentally, number one, is important. Two, they, you know, this is, I'm not so worried about, I want to win. And it's a genuine, I want to win. So you're willing to let things, you know, not get so PO'd at somebody for, you know, whatever. And the whole, you know, pro ball mentality, of you're hoping your guy, you know, in front of you does bad so that you can play, you know, there's, there's none of that, but I don't know what exactly makes, you know, that clubhouse. Um, you know, when Buster was here, he was a, Great, but he he didn't have that clubhouse, so to speak, because he was so quiet. He was such an introvert. It still worked, but there's not, you know, one thing that really, you know, and I don't know what the combination is. Um, you know, when we brought in Mathis at the break, I was worried as heck. He's, you know, team favorite. You know, he's funny. He's, you know, he's again, this is my last, you know, hoorah at this thing. So let's 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 win, boys. What's the thing that you need to see improve the most this year to get to where you want to go? And I know where you want to go. Yeah, this defense. You know, that's what 
we win that regional. I truly believe when we had a one run lead, you know, and um, those types of things and, and getting them, those are caused by nerves. You know, it's, I, he wouldn't be out there if they, it wasn't, you know, if he's spraying that thing around or couldn't catch it or whatever else, those guys wouldn't be out there. So you've got to find, and again, that goes to the clubhouse that goes to the coaching staff of how we treat them and how we, um, whether we make them anxious and, you know, we try to put them in those situations over and over and, um, you know, when that time comes, you got to be ready and, and we've got to defend, you know, we can pitch it, but it goes hand in hand with the defense. Um, we're going to cut down the strikeouts. We're not going to have necessarily the power. I do think there's some guys in there. I mean, Logan hit 10 or 11 last year, you know, who's to say he's not going to do that again, but, um, and there's, we've got some, some juice. I, I just, it's all around better, you know, combination, we, we, the swinging and missing, being able to run, um, you know, and the power to go along with it. We're just better across the board. Well, without getting specific, I mean, how frustrating was it for you to watch last year? I mean, Mike, I mean, I get the modern game. People strike out, and there's no shame anymore to striking out, but goodness gracious. And I think what made it so difficult was that we we could really pitch. So, you know, you if you're a fan and you're watching a Florida State baseball game, it's weird because in some ways you're victimized by your successes as well, which is to say – if I go to the ballpark and I'm watching a game and Florida State strikes out 10 batters, 12 batters, 15 batters, then there's not a lot of contact. And then if Florida State themselves can't get a hit or strike out 15 times in a game, I mean, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time watching nothing happen. Yeah. And so you went about the process of revamping the lineup. How frustrating was that for you last year? Oh, it was – I mean, there's a lot – I haven't lost it, but there's an awful lot of gray that <laughs> came from that, you know, offense last year. Um you know, the swing can be right, but if the mindset doesn't match it of what you're trying to do, it's all for naught, you know. And I'd rather have a guy with a bad swing, but his mindset of what he's trying to do and where he's trying to make contact with the ball and in reference to his body, um, I would rather have that because, you know, the and get the pitch when it's there, let's go, you know, and don't swing at the crap. Don't swing at the spin early that's never starting out in the strike zone because – and you're going to do that because you're trying to hit the fastball out in front. So – you know, obviously we had some struggles getting get some guys to buy into that. And, um, you know, so from the get-go, that was our motto. And, you know, thank goodness they have done it because it's not anywhere near, you know, the strikeouts that um, that we had last year. So, and again, I don't want to make excuses and, you know, stuff like that. But people, you know, recruiting, we recruit real early. You know, don't forget, we recruit really early. You have to. All the, That's when – in our league, in our game, that's what they do. Well, we had a long stretch there where they didn't know who the head coach was going to be. And, you know, that was difficult. And so some of that was, you know, because I, I, there was nothing I could do. You know, it sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds you know, year after year after year, you know, that's getting used against us. And, you know, I, it sounds great. Yeah, that's where I want to be. But and then they get tired of waiting. And so it was, you know, we flipped this thing. Pretty quick. Mike Metcalf's unbelievable what he does, and um, you know it's a totally different look. Yeah, and that's and that's not like sour grapes. That makes sense. If people don't know who the head coach is going to be, then, then you know it's hard to, to to recruit somebody with any degree of certainty at that point. So you've been able to do that now. Last couple of things here, Mike. I, I am kind of curious. Um, first of all, uh, I love, and you know, I was always on your ass about this for years. Uh, TCU and Cal. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it, it, it was unbelievable that TCU happened to have the same off-conference weekend as us. 
which which should never happen. We should be like, you know, the SEC and just go 10 straight weekends. But, you know, our right. academic brethren to the north, they can't do anything on finals week, you know, the weekend after finals. They can't whatever. But right. Um, right. so, it, yeah, that worked out. And Cal, you know, the same sort of thing, you know, they worked out to where they want to come in and we don't have to make a return trip to them because if it would have been that, I wouldn't have done it because now you're you know losing money versus making money. So we do have to go out to TCU next year, which is fine because that, that weekend is nearly impossible to get somebody you know, it's going to be an Alcorn State because they're the only ones that have a league in which they're going to have off weekends. And so worked out good. Um, it's what our fans deserve, 36 home games. Uh, the opening weekend, arguably a chance to be the first pick in the draft. Chase DeLauder will be here at JMU, uh, big-time player. And, you know, I want to get this place rocking, get some normalcy going here. You know, I'll tell you a quick one, Jeff. Um, I was sitting there after practice the other day and, you know, we we're talking about this and focusing and, you know, we had the lights on and, the, um, you know, behind the home plate and the scoreboard was on and all the lights on us. We practiced at night. And I said, you know what, Jonah, Reese, um, Mac, uh, Kyle McMillan, I said, y'all are the only ones that have seen this place rocking a true Hauser rocking full capacity, good luck, opposite team, you know, opposing team. And Alex goes, raises his hand, goes, uh, coach, I've seen this place rocking before. <laughs> Alex Corral <laughs> was at Miami. He's like, oh, no, I've seen this place rocking. He goes, it'll make you start doubting, you know, how good you are, and, you know, getting in your head. And he's like, you know, and I was like, that's right. You have been here because he's a fifth-year guy as well. It's the best, man. We've got to get back to it. It's, no it's, uh, it's uh, my fondest memories, and we're roughly the same age. And, of course, I saw you as a player. And I remember sitting out in the bleachers doing homework you know, in the early nineties and just taking in baseball games midweek, but then the weekend would come around and you just knew it was going to be electric and imagine how electric it can be now, because back then we had to sneak in our alcohol meat, but now you don't have to do that. You're right there. You're good to go. You can just go buy a beer. <laughs> yeah. bring, I mean, bring a fat wallet with you if you want two or three of them. But <laughs> I couldn't believe how much they charged for them. They say, you know, and I'm like thinking, well, I'd probably want a hot dog and a beer myself, so I'd pay it as well. Hey, I, I have a question for you um, because we, we love talking baseball in general, of course, specifically these days about this team right now on the verge of opening day. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm always jealous and envious. I want the best for Florida State baseball. This is a program that I, I kind of grew up with, and, and I know all you guys so well. I, any chance, if we're not going to – and I don't want to be negative. If we're not going to make certain changes to the stadium or whatever – can we ever add anything out there in the outfield and get a little crazy like they do at several ballparks these days where I'm jealous when I'm watching TV and I see a home run hit in certain ballparks and I see the students going nuts and throwing beers in the air and going crazy out there in the outfield. Any chance we could ever do that here? You know, I think there is. I don't know if this footprint will allow for it, um, but, you know, Michael Alford's a baseball guy. You know, yep. he played baseball at Mississippi State. He, yep. he worked at Mississippi State. He's seen what it looks like, um, and he's on it. And, um, you know, again, we we get it. Football's going to be first as well they should be. But, you know, things take time, and we got to get, you know, some funds, you know, going in that direction. And, you know, he, he came out, and he's like, what in the world is this? You know, because we're expected to beat them, and, you know, we're, we got to get the horses when it comes to recruiting, and our fans deserve it, and, uh, there's a lot of things that really point to it, and 
I think you can, this can really be a moneymaker. We can get more people in here and, you know, sell boxes. And um, when I say here, and I don't know if we can do it on this footprint, but there's just a lot to be figured out, but you know, Mike's on it and um, we're excited about that. Well, I'm excited for opening day and always excited to talk to you. And you, you, you've been more than kind today to give us this much time. So, Hey brother, have a great season. Good luck to you. Get after it. I know you will. And uh, I'm telling everybody I can that, Go out there and see these boys pitch. Um, you know, I talk to people outside of Florida State, Mike, and I know you know this, but people, people, they know what Florida State has. This is going to be a fun year, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it, Jeff, and, and you're exactly right. You know, you always want to say, I saw that guy pitch in college, and who gets, you know, to the big leagues, the high picks. Well, we've got six legitimate arms that could be, you know, first, second-round picks, and um, we love the support. We're going to get this place rocking again, and I promise we'll play hard and smart. Thanks, Jeff. Be good, brother. You take care. Our thanks to Mike Martin, Jr., head coach, Florida State University, for the conversation. That was fun, Tom. And now we'll segue in to our friends at North Florida Payroll Services. Hey, hey, give them a call today, 850-224-2439. If you're watching on WarChant TV, you see the number there on the screen. Uh, We thank our friends at North Florida Payroll Services because this is a fun segment. And soon enough, baseball will, in fact, be back. And we can do probables for our friends at North Florida Payroll Services in the interim they're just cool enough to embrace the gambling. And, uh, and I like that about them as well. And speaking of which, Tom, what do you got for the weekend, baby? Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. To an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy and empty net. He scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red rushes all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. <laughs> Okay, so uh, since we do this from the remote studios, we're uh, live to tape with meat. I had to turn that off. You know what uh, I like? I like that you sell the hell out of All Right Big Daddy. That is great. That is yeah. you, are, you can't wait to pour those red Russians. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I can't wait because I'm waiting for that empty netter, you know, and I'm watching. Yeah. There's, there's something actually really exhilarating about watching an empty netter go in as long as it's shot from the other side of the ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, I agree. It's great. That's um, why red Russians are all right. So it, we know everybody knows we recorded that meat interview. So we kind of got to project ahead. But I will tell you, I had some fun, and you and I were talking about this off air, looking at the uh, the futures for the NFL and the Super yep. Bowl. Uh, that's good stuff. Got a winner. Uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be a winner, but I've got a value pick, I should say. That's probably the better way. So the Indianapolis Colts, if you had to put a list of two or three teams together that are much like the Rams, and they're one player away or, or a key position play. Like for the Bengals, it's offensive line. You know, they're a couple offensive linemen away from going right back or mm-hmm. being in that conversation to be with the Bills and the Chiefs on equal footing. With the Colts, they're just like the Rams. If they get a quarterback, then suddenly, especially in that division, I mean, all you got to beat is Tennessee. And if you have a real quarterback, you're going to take care of them. They're 25 to one right now, plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl next year. If you're just looking for a future, to take a real long shot at right now with a lot of value, you put pizza money on 25 to one, it could be a huge payday for you. That's where I'm looking right now because the moment that Aaron Rodgers' name comes up or Russell Wilson's name comes up and Indy is mentioned with it, that thing's going to get slashed down to 15 to one or 10 to one. And if they make the trade for it, it'll be down with the favorites around 650, six and a half to one. So there's your value right there. The Colts are this close. They're just like the Rams if they could go get a quarterback. I like it, and I would say this. If you're at home wanting to obviously make decisions for yourself, here are the teams that fall in the same realm, the same tier as the Indianapolis Colts in terms of odds. Arizona Cardinals plus 2,500, 
Los Angeles Chargers plus 2,500. New England Patriots plus 2,500. You like any of those teams better than you like the Colts? Not if they get a bona fide quarterback because they, they already have the running game that travels. They play yeah. physically. Uh, that offensive line is outstanding. No, I mean, you know, the Chargers in theory could be, but I don't believe in that offense at all. I don't believe in their coach is the problem, and I like him, but I don't believe in him. You don't believe in Kyler Murray to stay healthy long enough. And, nope. I mean, is it too much too soon for, you know, Bill and the Patriots? So, yeah, I Probably so. They're not dynamic enough on offense. They, they, that's their problem. They actually, they, they're fine at quarterback. He's an average middle-tier quarterback already, but they don't have weapons. So, yeah, and that's that's a problem. I like your bet, Tom. I like it. It's a good one for the weekend. Our thanks to North Florida Payroll Services. Yeah, get on your uh, get on your futures, everybody. Get, get you some Indianapolis Colts. In fact, this is the time of year to really scrub the futures and look at everything, all the categories, division winners, MVP candidate. This is where you get the best value uh, every year. Uh, enjoy the baseball. It's going to be fun. I'm uh, on my way over there for opening day, I think, like all of you. And uh, happy Libations Friday. Have a great weekend. Our thanks to uh, Matthew and our thanks to Mike Martin Jr. and all of you. Be good, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.